0: This episode brought to you by the phrase EW, or eternal wannabe, as Massey says. Hello and welcome back to LBR Club, a podcast where we reread the click and dive back into drama we haven't thought about since middle school. We're your hosts, Aubrey and Sarah. It's been 89 days since shelter-in-place orders were issued, we think, and I've been an outfit repeater for pretty much all of them. How about you,
1: Aubrey? Uh, I've been an outfit repeater since I came out of the womb, so same as always. (laughs) I do do have a quick update from last week. Um, As I'm sure you'll all remember, in Best Friends for Never, we were introduced to a boy named Darrington who wears shorts all winter. And I did finally hear back from my very, very ridiculous brother, who also one time chose to wear shorts all winter on a bet. We asked him how he felt wearing shorts all winter worked on the 6th grade ladies, and he (laughs) said that he, quote, can't isolate the shorts as a reason he had trouble with girls, but it certainly wouldn't help him now at age 23. (laughs) We also asked for his thoughts on the Pretty Committee's Dirty Devil costumes, and he says that he's not sure that he would have been into the Dirty Devil costumes, but he is sure that the girls he was into in middle school would have worn something much stupider. So <laughs> there folks wearing shorts all winter, not worth it. Dirty Devil costume might be worth it if you're trying to impress my brother twelve years ago. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so,
0: this week's reread is Revenge of the Wannabes, book three of the click series. And here's what we remembered
1: before we started our reread. I remember that Alicia wants to start her own clique and also really wants to be a TV news reporter when she grows up.
0: Yeah, and I remember that this is the first of several major rifts in the clique that happen because Alicia wants to be an alpha instead of a beta because the social habits of teenage girls most closely mimic those of a wolf pack. Or incels. Or incels
1: when I was writing in my like when I was reading this book that I now I'm just gonna picture every time I hear about the incels talking about alphas and betas I'm just gonna imagine that they learned these words from the click it's (laughs) just everything's so much better for me
0: that is perfect I'm gonna do that too (laughs) all right well so this book starts out with a brand new perspective that of Alicia Rivera one of Massey's betas She's in her dance class and she's reveling in the fact that this is the one place in the world where she isn't second best to Massey. Olivia Ryan, the girl with whom Alicia won that OCD school uniform contest with during Best Friends for Never, is also in this dance class. Following the final dance, Alicia chats with some of the girls who compliment her effusively. And as they talk, the idea of a sleepover is tossed around The only problem? Alicia has a standing commitment to the Friday night sleepover at Massey's house. The other girls stoke the fires of rebellion by complimenting Alicia and insisting that she's entitled to throw her own sleepover on Friday nights. (laughs) Alicia eventually capitulates and agrees to host a sleepover at her house. Alicia then spends the entire evening freaking out about how she's going to inform Massey that she is bailing. She copes by chilling in her bedroom that is designed to look like Princess Jasmine's from Aladdin, which is awesome. And then she also sits at her vanity and pretends that she's a news reporter reporting on the current state of affairs. And it's here that we learn that Alicia has a dream of being a reporter, which is possibly the first normal aspiration any member of the clique has expressed in over 400 pages.
1: I think Claire actually mentions wanting to be a famous photographer in the last book.
0: Ah, that does sound somewhat familiar. So perhaps Claire is also normal.
1: (laughs) I think it's uh, a well-established fact that Claire is the most normal. (laughs) That's that's
0: true. She's really the (laughs) only normal one on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) So... The next morning dawns and Alicia, in an attempt to delay telling Massey about this sleepover subterfuge, has decided to have her own chauffeur drive her to school instead of Massey's. This begs the question, do the Rivera's really need a chauffeur if Alicia gets rides from Massey's chauffeur 99% of the time? Either way, Dean seems to be taking
1: things in stride. Massey has a dream when she falls asleep in history class that Alicia comes up to her and Crushes her purple fuzzy pen beneath her boots and then rips off her charm bracelet in front of the whole class, and Massey starts crying. And it is definitely a sign. After history class, Alicia strides over to meet with the pretty committee. She has still failed to mention that she's not going to be at this evening's sleepover when Olivia runs over and asks when she should show up at Alicia's house. Ooh, awkward. And Massey, who is just known for being a benevolent ruler, reacts (laughs) appropriately and calls Alicia an EW, or an eternal wannabe. First period is just getting out, and Alicia is already O-U-T out.
0: I remember in middle school being very impressed with all of these abbreviations that Massey came up with, and I really wanted to come up with some clever ones of my own, but it was hard because I don't actually generally enjoy insulting people (laughs) so I'm I'm pretty sure the only one I came up with was ASW for annoying slow walkers because I have a real pet peeve of getting stuck behind people who are walking slowly and it's super dumb but to this day when I get stuck behind someone walking slowly I still find myself being like oh ASW
1: (laughs) in my family we call that Thinking about the sleeve stacks,
0: Um, that's a long
1: story for a different time.
0: (laughs) All right, well, we'll hold you to that story. (laughs) So, luckily, Alicia has had, or she has very little time to consider the ramifications of her actions, because she and Olivia are leaving school early to claim the spoils of winning that uniform design contest. Winning? Winning. (laughs) They get an interview with and a tour at Teen Vogue. Speaking of that uniform design contest, there's been literally no word on when the uniforms are going to be implemented. I mean, like, I know that they still need to be produced and everything, but there hasn't even been a new dress code put in place, which seems counterproductive.
1: Yeah, for a school that's had a recent uh, mishap where everybody accidentally cut themselves trying to fit in.
0: Yeah. Confusing. Anyway. Well, anyway... Dean, the Rivera's chauffeur, who is proving busier today than he's been for months, picks up Alicia and Olivia and drives them into New York City, which is just a couple hours from Westchester. When they arrive, they receive their tour from Lucinda Hill, and it includes a visit to the infamous Closet. This is where all of the hottest couture lives, ready to adorn the bodies of Teen Vogue models. Alicia and Olivia are also given Dixons, which are described as black mesh tubes that are supposedly going to be the next major style trend. And they can be worn in 58 different ways. Wow. Yeah. I'm real excited for this trend. Not going (laughs) to lie. Um, Alicia and Olivia give the shortest interview of all time. And Lucinda then asks them to come back in a month and model. And she also asks that they send her some photos of a few of their friends who are also pretty in a real way. Whatever that okay. means. Yeah. Before they leave the city, Olivia is duped into buying some knockoff Louis Vuitton scarves. And Alicia takes the opportunity to dub her faux Olivia or Faux for short.
1: Meanwhile, back in Westchester, Massey has decided she's been lying in wait for long enough. She knows that Alicia and Olivia cheated to win that contest, and she is ready for revenge. So she tells Claire her plan, and together they call Lucinda at t- in vogue pretending to be Alicia and Olivia and confess that they cheated. Unfortunately, Lucinda doesn't actually give a shit, and as a middle schooler, <laughs> I thought this was an incredible injustice. But as an adult whose job is to talk to kids about actual injustices, I can see how Lucinda might have had some bigger fish to fry. <laughs> but Lucinda asks if Alicia and Olivia, Massie and Claire, have found <laughs> some pretty in a real way friends who can be models. Massey says they have and asks for an email to send the pictures to. So even though their revenge scheme doesn't exactly pan out, Massey, Claire, Kristen, and Dylan are going to get to be models in Teen Vogue, which really, in the grand scheme of things, is more important. Obviously. So, the
0: next day after school, all of the girls attend a Briarwood Boys soccer game. The game isn't what's important, though. What's important is flirting with the boys. Of course. Alicia and Olivia spend their time with Darrington, he of the shorts and winter fame, (laughs) and a couple other guys from the team, and most importantly, Harris Fisher, aka Cam Fisher's older brother. Harris is a junior in high school, and Alicia is doing
1: her best to flirt up a storm with him. Despite her being 12 and him being, like, 16. Yeah, despite that. (laughs) <laughs> so her
0: flirting mainly involves promising him that she can get tickets to see the strokes when they play in new york city because her dad is a well-connected celebrity lawyer meanwhile cam fisher is over with claire dylan Kristen and massey whose flirting style involves showing off a roundhouse kick
1: I probably would have also tried to flirt using a roundhouse kick, Um, and in fact, I have probably tried to do that in my adult life, because I still don't understand flirting, even though I'm 25. I mean, really, who does? No one.
0: So, as everyone begins to head home, Cam comes over and he takes Alicia aside, and he reveals the ultimate piece of gossip. He's crushing on Claire, but Massey keeps getting in the way. Oh my god. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Alicia proves to have an excellent sense of dramatic timing. She holds on to this hot goss until the lunch the next day, and she sits down at the pretty committee's table, along with faux Olivia, and delivers our burn of the week. Have you been hanging with 50 Cent lately?
1: Alicia asks Kristen. No. Then where did you learn to rap? <laughs> and, of course, this is because Kristen is gift wrapping presents for yeah, a school so. gift exchange yeah because schools usually do secret santa exchanges with the entire grade exactly that's definitely what our middle school did no it's not that's not what our and middle school did.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be a completely horrible horrible endeavor but
1: whatever we didn't also go to middle school in a district where a school got sued for singing Silent Night at one of their uh, winter concerts because it was too religious and not secular enough. True. Sarah, that was your high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I try to forget. <laughs> yeah. Alicia then reveals that Cam's crush is on Claire, not Massey. Massey feels about as awful as I felt in the eighth grade when I found out that my crush had been making out with another girl in the back of the bus after a band field trip in the eighth grade. I think I remember that. It was, uh, it was traumatizing. Yeah. However, Massey, unlike me, does not retain even an ounce of chill. Oh. She sets course to annihilate Alicia. She invites Alicia over after school under the guise of sharing a tribute to their friendship. This means that she, Claire, Dylan, and Kristen paint the walls of the barn that her family is set to renovate, and their paintings reveal that they know the truth about Alicia and Olivia cheating. When Alicia arrives, she sees the paintings and is humiliated and leaves in
1: tears. Uh, And this is also when Massey reveals that they told the principal about Alicia and Olivia cheating and there is no longer going to be a uniform at OCD. So Mm -hmm. despite all of that to do, there's not going to just, there's just not going to be one. (laughs) Um, And this is perhaps the most elaborate way I have heard of ending a friendship. Um, I definitely sent some rude emails back (laughs) in the day, but I did not and do not have the artistic ability to (laughs) effectively dump someone via wall mural. So I'm really curious how this one
0: off. I mean, she's a woman of many talents. Yes.
1: Friday night arrives and a lot goes down. Alicia is hosting her sleepover with the girls from her dance class and faux Olivia. But beforehand, she and Claire are sneaking over to the Fisher's house. Claire and Cam are all set to hang out, but Claire has been told by Massey that she can either have Cam, or she can be friends with the Pretty Committee, but she can't have both. And Claire has not spent three months going through hell just to go back to being out, so she lies and tells Cam that she has a boyfriend back in Florida. Um, Sarah, did I I ever tell you about the time I made up a fake boyfriend in Florida in middle school? (laughs) No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so um, I remember I was in science class and I was doing a lab with one of our friends and the guy I had a crush on, and <laughs> my friend asked me who my crush was on, and I couldn't tell her because he was right there. Of so i not. Told I'd been emailing with a boy that I had been <laughs> in elementary school with in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> me he had a crush on me and that I liked him. And I'm pretty sure I told her his name was Brett because there were like five <laughs> Brett <and Michael laughs> in elementary school. <laughs>
0: oh, amazing. So, uh,
1: yeah, the fake boyfriend trope, uh, definitely a real thing.
0: <laughs> definitely a real thing. Oh my gosh. I love it. So while Claire is dumping Cam, Alicia's hanging out with Harris, which, again, mostly involves him asking her about the status of his tickets to see the Strokes. Speaking of the Strokes, their most
1: recent single Bad Decisions is Straight Fire. Very nice. On the block estate, the Pretty Committee sleepover is still happening without Alicia and Claire. Massey decides that in order to cement their friendship, She, Kristen, and Dylan all need to reveal their deepest, darkest secrets. Some classic sleepover stuff. So, Massey gets Kristen to reveal that her parents are poor and that her new job, wrapping gifts at the mall, is actually to make money and not for, quote, character building, as she had previously claimed. (laughs) She also tells them that she's told Claire this information back when Claire was posing as Massey online in book one, but now everybody knows. And by everybody, I mean two other people. Dylan reveals that the upcoming spa weekend that her mom is taking her on is actually her going to St. Barf's, which is a (sighs) camp for rich kids, so that's healthy. And Massey reveals that she did, in fact, have a crush on Cam Fisher, but she lies and tells them that the reason that she's making Claire dump him is because he's a total, eternal wannabe of his brother. Hmm. So, unfortunately, all
0: of this bonding is about to be meddled with. Alicia has agreed to give Claire's little brother Todd tickets to WrestleMania in exchange for some spying. Todd tells Alicia all of the gossip that he has overheard, which sets Alicia's new plan for domination into motion.
1: Massey would have gotten away with it if it weren't
0: for that meddling kid. Exactly. At school the next week, Alicia sends faux Livia off to find Dylan and Kristen stand-ins for their newly formed clique. Faux Livia picks out a girl who is the second best athlete in school after Kristen to replace Kristen, and then also a girl with henna-dyed red hair to replace
1: Dylan. So side note, I actually used to dye my hair red with henna, um, and it actually looks pretty natural. To the point where, uh, some weird dude who was like two or three years younger than me came up to me and asked me out because he, quote, only dates redheads. And <laughs> not only, really, that was one of the two times that I went to a frat party.
0: Yeah, that, that's a turn off. <laughs> I was for a frat party, pretty much. Yep. Well, anyways, Alicia isn't satisfied to just have the knockoff friends. She wants the real thing. So she reveals that she knows about Kristen being poor and Dylan going to fat camp, and she insinuates that she learned this from Massey. She also tells Claire that Massey has a crush on Cam, and that Massey made Claire dump him so that Massey could date Cam instead.
1: Ooh, scandalous. (sighs) So now, obviously, everyone is furious (laughs) with Massey, and all of her worst nightmares are becoming reality. In her despair, she reaches out to her mom and asks for some advice, and her mom gives her a reading list of self-help books from her self-help book club, including How to Win Friends and Influence People, that famous uh, book that I never read. Massey updates her State of the Union to include some of the tips and begins to plot how to reunite the Pretty Committee using all that she's learned. But the thing about being Massey is that when you are the queen of a society of backstabbing, bloodthirsty, insecure preteen girls, you get pretty good at digging up the truth. And Massey <laughs> eventually finds out that Todd must have been eavesdropping because he tells her that she's been eavesdropping. And then she <laughs> her wrestling moves to get him to tell the truth. So maybe her round cast kick actually had some value. Yep. Sounds like it does. The day of the Teen Vogue photo shoot
0: arrives. And Alicia appears to be sitting on top of the school. Everyone except Massey is riding with her down to the city. And by everyone, I mean Claire, Kristen, Dylan, and Faux Olivia, and their two knockoff friends. <laughs> and they're all looking to Alicia to be their leader. Um, Massey does meet them in the city, but she has been working on winning her friends back. She's texted Kristen and Dylan the truth about Todd, and as soon as everyone arrives, they rush back to Massey and beg for forgiveness.
1: Massey has gotten Harris Fisher to drive her to the city to meet them for their night before the photo shoot dinner, which is really weird because Massey literally has a driver, so (laughs) that's something that makes sense for Massey to do. But Harris brings Cam and Darrington along, and I'm still not sure why they came, but... (laughs) (laughs) They come in to dinner, and Massey relents and tells Claire that she told Cam the truth. Claire doesn't have a boyfriend in Florida, and she was only dumping him because she was being a good friend to Massey. Claire is delighted, and now Massey has three of her four friends securely back in the fold. Massey also spends the dinner talking to Darrington, who presents her with a would-you-rather. So, for our would-you-rather of the week... Sarah, would you rather wear shorts all winter or cashmere sweats all summer?
0: I tend to run pretty
1: warm, so I'm going to choose shorts all winter. I am also going to choose shorts in winter because I do not like wearing pants. That's reasonable.
0: I guess it runs in the family. (laughs) Guess it does. (laughs) Yeah. So, despite the fact that Darrington is clearly team shorts and Massey – declares that she is Team Sweats, Mm -hmm. Massey starts to feel the tingles that come when you have a crush on a boy. Don't you miss being 12 and having raging hormones just lie to skip from crush to crush like rocks in a creek? No, I actually don't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lucinda, from Teen Vogue, gives everyone a budget to go shopping for the photo shoot. Apparently, they all get to pick their own clothes and they aren't using that famous closet Mm -hmm. um and everyone enjoys themselves except alicia who is so busy running around trying to soothe everyone's feelings that she doesn't have any time to shop for herself um she spots a dress that she wants but then is distracted and Massey swoops in and purchases a dress instead finally uh we reach That event we've been waiting for, the photo shoot, it's here. The theme is Christmas shopping, and the girls are all going to be photographed in Santa's village. And this also leads, culminates in the moment that we have all been waiting for as audience, as readers, Uh, a full-on girl fight. And it's the physical confrontation that has clearly been building since Alicia first painted Claire's white jeans red. Um, There's also a photographer documenting the whole thing because, frankly, he doesn't get paid enough to work overtime. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, the ridiculousness of everything hits Alicia and Massey. And they look at each other and they just bust out into laughter. Lucinda is initially horrified that her set has been destroyed, but Massey uses one of the tricks she picked up from How to Win Friends and Influence People and she convinces Lucinda that a photo shoot that shows how stressed people get
1: during the holidays is brilliant and was also Lucinda's idea. (laughs) (laughs) Massey talks to Alicia and tells her that she has to agree to a couple of things if she's going to come back into the Pretty Committee. Number one is that Claire will be the only new member of the Pretty Committee for that year, but Alicia can stay friends with Olivia. Uh, But she does have to get rid of the knockoff Dylan and Kristen immediately, which maybe we shouldn't call our friends knockoffs but anyways alicia agrees and orders a town car to take her knockoff friends back home but when she comes back inside the photographer announces that the photo shoot is over despite the fact that alicia wasn't there for any of the staged pictures and massey tells her now they're even and alicia decides that that's fair enough given all the drama she's caused A month later, the Pretty Committee
0: hosts a viewing of their photo shoot in a newly published Teen Vogue during lunchtime, and there is a line of girls that goes out the door. Uh, Later that day, everyone is at the lighting of the OCD Christmas tree. Alicia is announced as the school's new radio host, which is an exciting development given her dreams of becoming a reporter, and everything seems perfect. Until Todd reveals that his eavesdropping problem has led to him overhearing his parents and Mr. Lyons has a new job, but it's in Chicago, so it appears the Lyons are moving again. Massey is horrified, but she makes Todd promise not to tell Claire
1: just yet so that Claire can enjoy the night. That was always my biggest fear in middle school because my dad's company was based in Chicago, and he told us after we moved to Colorado, which I was already really mad about, that if we ever moved again, it would be to Chicago. And I was like, <laughs> "We're not doing this. I'm not moving to Chicago." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now i, I see- hours from Chicago. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see why that would be your biggest
0: fear, though. Following.
1: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was. Except now I'm a goddamn adult, and living in Chicago seems cool, but living in Indianapolis seems like half the price, so... Yeah, reasonable. All right, Sarah, what is your State of the Union this week?
0: I think in light of the plot of Revenge of the Wannabes, I'm gonna say that what is in is soccer, and what is out is dance. All right um you were never much of a dancer anyways it's true I've always played soccer but you know what I'm just making it official
1: what's (laughs) your state of the union (laughs) um my state of the union in is going to be turning in your online homework on time and out is going to be turning in your online homework all at once on the last week of the class which is what I did so (laughs) (laughs) at least it's in uh, it's not almost. in yet.
0: <laughs> well, at least it is almost <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's more like it. But, yep. more paper.
0: <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks.
1: All right. Me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so up next, we have Invasion of the Boy Snatchers. What do we remember about this one?
1: I think this is the one where Massey teaches a kissing seminar, despite the fact that she hasn't actually kissed any boys besides Todd. Normal. I'm pretty sure what I remember is just that
0: we meet Alicia's cousin Nina and she is generally here to cause chaos and break a
1: lot of hearts. Truly an icon. Marina and the Diamonds would be proud. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, fellow losers. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LBR Club Podcast. While you're there, let us know if you are team sweats or team shorts. And if you want to drop us
0: an email, our email is lbrclubpodcast at gmail.com. Have
1: a good week, guys. next week. TTYL. TTYL. <laughs>